الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا استعينوا بالصبر والصلاه ان الله مع الصابرين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم صل من قطعك واعف عمن ظلمك واحسن الى من اساء اليك او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وسبحانه وتعالى الكريم brothers and elders once nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam addressed hazrat muaz radhiyallahu ta'ala an and he said to him that oh muaz i dearly love you can we imagine what might have gone through his heart at that time that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is addressing him and nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam is expressing his love for him I mean a person when there's an occasion that he has been very pleased with somebody very happy with someone he has expressed his love for someone then he wants to give some gift also because that gift enhances that love even more so nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam also on this occasion presented hazrat muaz radhiyallahu anhu with a very special gift and he said to him that i love you so don't ever leave out reciting this dua after any salah and then the dua that nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam taught hazrat muaz radhiyallahu anhu was allahumma a'inni ala dhikrik wa shukrik wa husni ibadatik oh allah assist me help me help me upon your remembrance allah you enable me to remember you you help me to remember you you help me to be in your obedience all the time and together with that wa shukrik ya allah you assist me to be grateful to you that this is something that i need to be constantly engaged in expressing my gratitude to allah taala ya allah you help me to be grateful to you and wa husni ibadatik ya allah you help me to worship you in the best manner possible enable me and help me to worship you in the perfect way so there are great things that have been asked for in this dua and this is the lesson that nabi sallallahu alaihi was giving the gift that he is presenting that we should be reciting this dua after every salah on the one hand it is to make this dua and beg allah taala's help in these things because whatever will happen will be only with the tawfiq and the help of allah taala but at the same time it is reminding us after every salah of what should be in our lives so one is the remembrance of allah taala and in its comprehensive meaning it includes everything it includes the very essence of ibadat the obedience of allah taala and then the aspect of shukr which is a very very great ibadat and this is what we wish to just discuss in little bit more detail today this aspect of shukr shukr is an extremely great ibadat a mu'min's life is between sabr and shukr and he is forever getting closer to allah taala either by sabr or by shukr there is no third situation nabi sallallahu has described this in one hadith and nabi sallallahu says ajaban li amril mu'min that how amazing is the condition of a mu'min of a believer one can really just be astounded and amazed there's no end to the amazement what is the amazement all about in asabat hu sarra shakara fa kana khairan la if some good condition comes upon him some prosperity health happiness peace whatever positive positive conditions comes about he thanks allah tabarak wa taala expresses his gratitude fa kana khairan la that becomes good for him because that takes him closer to allah taala he is getting closer by means of shukr 
وین اصابت So the shukr is something which is a very basic, essential requirement in the life of a mu'min. That come what may, whatever the situation, his heart is brimming with shukr. And in order to be able to fulfill this ibadat, what is extremely important is to be always looking at things positively. To the extent that a person will look for the positives in things, and there's always some positive in everything. To the extent that we look for the positives, to that extent we will be able to fulfill this requirement of shukar. And if a person fixates himself, keeps focusing on the negatives, then even in the positives also he will forget to make shukar of Allah Ta'ala. He'll just get consumed by the negatives. You look into the Quran Sharif, look in the ahadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in various different ways we have been taught this lesson to be positive there's always so much to be positive about and even in the challenges and difficulties when the positive comes to focus on the positives Sayyidina Yusuf his incident is mentioned in detail in the Quran Sharif and it's a well-known incident no need to go into all the details after having gone through so many difficulties that he was put through, separated from his father, then thrown into the depths of the well, after having been taken out from the well by the travelers that were passing, he is then again, his brothers come and make some story and then finally sell him off as a slave. And then he's brought into the markets of Egypt and sold off again. And then another test comes where he is falsely accused and as a result, due to the slander, he is thrown into prison. Now can we imagine one severe difficulty after the other? And finally that day comes when now his brothers have come to him as so to, almost literally as beggars. Allah Ta'ala has brought him onto the throne of Egypt. And all the treasures of Egypt are under his control. And now these brothers have come and they are at his mercy. And finally at this point only he reveals his identity. It's a lengthy incident, the incident we have heard maybe many occasions. He now reveals his identity that do you know who you are speaking to? Do you realize that I am your brother Yusuf who you threw in the depths of the well? Do you realize I am the brother Yusuf who you sold off as a slave? Though he didn't say these things, he, he merely just indicated that, do you know who I am? But obviously all these things would have flashed through their minds. And they are now looking at him carefully because when they threw him in the well, he was a little child. And now this is some 40 years later. So they look at him carefully and they say, Aanta uh, Yusuf? Really, are you Yusuf? And they realize, yes it is. He confirms it, Ana Yusuf wa hada akhi. Yes, I'm Yusuf, this is my brother Binyamin, who I had kept back the last time. And now that he's revealed himself, now this is the first time they are face to face with each other, in the knowledge of who's who. They had come previously, they didn't know who he was. Now they are face to face with him knowing who he is, he's our brother, he's the one we did all these things to. But what is his first word? After revealing his identity, yes, I'm Yusuf. Wahada akhi. The first thing that comes from his tongue is, Qad alayna. Allah Ta'ala has showered his favors upon us. All the things that could have come to mind at that time, on such an occasion, to remind the person about all the things that he has done. Do you remember what you did to me? Do you remember how you put me through 
troubles and difficulties? Do you remember what kind of pain you brought upon me? Do you remember how you hurt me? Nothing. Qad mannallahu alayna. And then he's giving them the lesson. Innahu mayyattaqi wa yasbir fa innallaha la yudhi'u ajra al-muhsineen. He's teaching them positivity. He himself, positivity to the heights. That now this first meeting with the knowledge of who's who, they know him now. And everything of the past aside, قَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَيْنَا Allah Ta'ala has showered His favor upon us. And whoever is, has taqwa in his life, مَيَّتَّقِي The person who observes taqwa and fears Allah Ta'ala. And وَيَصْبِرْ And he observes patience. Mu'min's life between sabr and shukr. فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُضِيعُ أَجْرَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Allah Ta'ala doesn't allow the reward of those who do good to be gone in vain. That reward will come in the akhirat obviously. But even in dunya also Allah Ta'ala rewards them in various ways. Allah Ta'ala makes dunya also a place of peace and contentment and happiness for them. So now they realize they are in front of Yusuf their brother. And all these past things might have been flashing through their minds. Now they are seeing him in this position with this authority, this respect, this honor. And now they are in front of him like beggars. So now what else can they do? But now to really just humble themselves, please, whatever has happened, our fault. Allah Ta'ala has definitely given you great preference and elevated your position above us. Indeed, we were the wrongdoers. Now when they brought up the wrong, he didn't bring it up. They are bringing up the subject. As soon as they bring up the subject, this positive heart, what is his immediate response? Don't bring up all that now. Don't open all those files now. There is no revenge against you today. May Allah forgive you. The positivity. Allah The most merciful. So he loves that his servants also show mercy. And the person who is positive will have this rahmah. He will have this compassion, this kindness. Person, person who can focus on things positively. The person who only thinks negatively, looks at things negatively, always looking for the negative in something. That is why one of the things that have been very severely forbidden, and which is the seed that shaitan plants for all the kinds of Fitna and fasad that he then creates after, after, out of it. Nabi Islam says, That avoids suspicion. Now, this is a negative heart. Being suspicious about everything. That why did this person say this? This was his motive. Now we're finding a negative motive. Person said something positive. You say, I think he's trying to now, he's trying to just sweet talk me to something. The person was being trying to be generous, being happy, trying to be compassionate, being good. And we found some negativity in that as well. Nabi Islam is cutting this at the root. In the Quran Sharif also Allah warns us against that, against the suspicion. So all this aspect of shukr that we are required to make will come from what? Will come from the positivity. And we find Nabi Islam in so many innumerable ways has taught us this positivity. Nabi Islam has come to Madinah Munawwara. This is his first discourse, his first advice to the people in Madinah Munawwara. Can we imagine now, this is the first meeting with the people of Madinah Munawwara. How many things could be said on this occasion? But Abdullah bin Salam radiallahu ta'ala, he is narrating this hadith sharif and he heard Nabi Islam has come. And this message, this news was already out that he's coming. This enthusiasm was building up from a while. And eventually Nabi Islam reached Makkah, Madinah Munawwara. So he was busy plucking his fruit in his garden at that time. And when he heard this, he was a Yahudi. And, but this shock and this enthusiasm was to such an extent that he just rushed with that basket on his head. He even forgot to put the basket down to. And he came and he says, the first thing I came into the majlis and the gathering of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And this is what I hear from him. 
Now this is the first lesson he's hearing. And he's saying Nabi Islam is teaching the people, Ya ayyuhan nas, afshu salam, wa at'imu ta'am, wa silul arham, wa sallu bil layl wa nasu niyam, tadkhulul jannata bi salam. And it starts off with salam, finishes off with salam, and the narrator is also Abdullah bin Salam radiallahu anhu. So he says, Nabi was advising the people, O people, spread salam, make salam common among you. Make salam common. Now when a person is making salam, he is giving a dua, number one. That you are, may Allah ta'ala keep you with salamati. May Allah ta'ala keep you with peace. Then he is giving him a guarantee of peace from, himself, from his side. That may, that you be totally at ease and at peace that I will not harm you in any way. Because you are in salamati from me. Your life, your honor, your property, everything is in safety from me. I won't harm you in any way. I won't cause any hurt to you in any way. I won't backbite you. I won't slander you. So this is, he's giving him a dua as well. He's giving him a guarantee of peace from himself. And he's invoking the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala because salam is one of the asma'i husna as well. That may Allah Ta'ala's peace be upon you. So now what a positive thing this is. It's spreading positivity. Nabi Islam is saying spread this. Don't keep it confined. But what a tragedy that let alone making salam to anyone and everyone, every Muslim. salam The one who you recognize as so and so or the person you don't even know who he is. You only know he's a Muslim. But he's a Muslim. You know he's a Muslim. Make salam to him. So let alone making salam to those who we don't even know, how often it happens and how often this situation comes up, that people themselves will say, that when I walk into the house I don't make salam. I find it very strange to make salam to the people of my own household. A person cannot bring the positivity in his own house, where he's going to take it elsewhere. He cannot make salam to his own wife, where he's going to make salam to somebody else. And perhaps the reason why sometimes a person can't make salam to his wife is because he's making salam to all the haram places. He's making salam to all those who should not be making salam to. So as a result he got deprived of salam in his own house. And that salam which brings barakat in that home, tahiyyatan min indillahi mubarakatan tayyiba. And this is a greeting from Allah Ta'ala which is pure and full of barakat. Now that barakat doesn't come in the house, there's no salam between the spouses, there's no salam between parents and children, no salam between brothers and sisters. So what becomes that household then? The keeping the peace out, so where the peace is going to come in? So Nabi Islam is teaching this positivity, afshu salam, make salam common. You're meeting somebody with an open heart, with a heart of positivity, not just lip service, from the depth of the heart, give him that dua, and receive that dua, and exchange this positivity, afshu salam. And feed people. Now feeding is not confined to any particular amount, any particular level of food, whatever, whatever. And to whatever extent a person can manage, how much he can feed somebody by giving one little bit to someone. Whatever manner that may be, whether he brought somebody to his house, whether he sent it to somebody's house, whether he passed it on to somebody else in some other point, some other place, but he's feeding. Now feeding also creates positivity. This lesson of positivity. To be positive. There's enough things in the dunya that are negative, but the positive is overwhelming. If we have the heart and the eye to look for it. But sometimes we will focus purely on the negatives. And as a result we become negative, we then create negativity, we make others negative, Whereas we find in the life of Nabi Wasallam, his way was be happy and keep happy. Be happy and keep happy. So be happy by being positive and make others happy by making them positive also. By sharing positivity. So atribut ta'am, feed. Wasilul arham. Nabi Wasallam was the first advice he's giving to the people of Madinah Munawara. And join family ties. Join family ties. And this is such a thing that has been 
emphasized to an amazing extent in the Quran Sharif, in the Ahadith of Rasulullah Wasallam. Subhanallah, it is emphasized to such an extent, it is really mind-boggling. This is a topic on its own. What great virtues and benefits have been mentioned for maintaining family ties, joining family ties. The one benefit only that we will discuss now is, Nabi Islam says, the one who wants barakat in his life and wealth. Fal yasil rahima. Then he should join family ties. And on the other side, the negative side of it, the warnings against, the warnings about cutting of family ties, how severe this is. One hadith in that regard, Nabi Islam says, the mercy of Allah Ta'ala does not come upon a community wherein there is qati'u rahimin. Somebody who has severed family ties, he's become a means of depriving the whole community of Allah Ta'ala's rahmat. So if the whole community is going to get deprived, what about that household? Where this person is living. So Nabi Islam is giving this first lesson of positivity that makes salam common. Bring this peace among one another and feed one another. This will bond the hearts and join family ties. And perform salah at the dead of night when people are fast asleep. You will enter Jannat also very peacefully and easily. But the lesson in it, the lesson of positivity. In the life of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the Sahaba explain the life of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the various details that they give in the Shamail. Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an, Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, Hazrat Anas radiallahu ta'ala an. So many Sahaba narrate the various characteristics of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And in many of these narrations and riwayat, one of the things that will certainly come, Man taqama li nafsihi abada. Nabi Islam never took revenge for his personal self. But what they say about him, He will forgive and overlook. There's two separate words being used here. Ya'fu. Ya'fu means forgive. Yasfah literally is that when the camel print has now been erased. So what it means is that one is forgiving, the other is as we say forgetting. Forgetting in the sense that it's never brought up. It's never even deliberately remembered. It's gone. Over. He kept a very positive heart. Sometimes somebody would do something, obviously not something to do with deen, in terms of breaking the command of Allah Ta'ala. Something in terms of day-to-day life, something that a person should have done some work and he didn't do it. Somebody didn't do something correctly. And if somebody else now was getting upset about it, maybe Islam's his manner to handle it was Allahu Masha. Whatever Allah Ta'ala world has happened now, don't worry about it. It's overdone. Don't get too in- involved in it. It's over. This positivity. Now when the person's heart is positive, when he is looking at the positive in everything, then his heart will be filled with the shukr that is a requirement from a mu'min. One Buzrug was walking with his friends and from an upper story, somebody threw out some ash. Fireplace, the ash of the fireplace now. They took this ash and threw it out. And when they threw it out of the upper window, obviously this was a terrible thing to do. But in any case, now it fell on this Buzruk that was walking past at that time. So as soon as this fell on him, so he said, Alhamdulillah. So somebody asked him that, is this an occasion to say Alhamdulillah? This is an occasion to say Inna Lillah. And that is also a lesson that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has taught us. Anything that a mu'min is disturbed by, that is a musibat. And he should decide, inna lillah na musibat. So he replied and said, I didn't say, alhamdulillah, that ash fell upon me. I didn't say alhamdulillah on that. I said alhamdulillah on something else. Now we're talking about a positive mind, a positive heart. His heart went to the positive immediately. He says, my heart and mind went to this point immediately that Alhamdulillah, it was not fire that came down upon me because I am such a person that if fire came upon me, I was deserving of that. Allah Ta'ala spared me from that. And it was only ash that came, not fire. So because I was spared from fire coming upon me, which I was deserving, I said Alhamdulillah on that. 
Now if it was one of us, then we would have first flown into a rage. And thereafter we would have thought about, well, maybe there was some positive in this. But this person's heart and mind went first to this positive. Hazrat Yusuf Salam, we were talking about his incident. Now later on his parents are brought. Already his brothers, this is how he dealt with them. Now his parents, again many things happen in between. Finally his parents, Hazrat Yaqub in that grief he lost his sight as well. And such pain was experienced in this separation. And now finally his parents are brought. And all the eleven brothers are there. The parents are there. And they are all now in front of him. And Yusuf now says to his parents addressing them. That when I was a little child and I saw this dream. The sun and the moon and the eleven stars. They are prostrating in front of me. Now this scene that I am seeing in front of me, this is the interpretation of the dream. That this is the reality that has come, unfolded itself. Now this is the meeting, first meeting with his parents also. And after so much of pain that was experienced in between. Now he's talking to, he spoke to his brothers, first thing, Allah has been most kind to us. Now he's talking to his parents and the culprits are all right in front. All those who had created all this pain and this hurt and all the difficulties, they're all right here in front. And he starts off now talking to his parents. Now what would happen in Yusuf Islam's life? He was thrown into the well, then taken out and sold as a slave and then sold again in the markets of Egypt, then kept as a slave, then slandered and thrown into jail. Then finally relief came. Allah Ta'ala made a miraculous means of that relief. When the king saw a dream and then the king wanted the interpretation, Yusuf gave the interpretation and that became the means of him being brought out of jail. Now he's talking to his parents. So where does he commence the Karguzari from? Because this was a long separation, so many things happened in the interim. Where does he start the report back from? He starts the report back from the time he was thrown into the well, or before that when they treated him and manhandled him, and made all kinds of comments, remarks against him, when he was sold as a slave, or when he was thrown into prison? No. He starts off the report back from, وَقَدْ أَحْسَنَ بِي إِذْ How kind Allah Ta'ala is to me. How kind Allah Ta'ala is to me that he brought me out of prison. He's not talking about the well. He's not talking about being, being enslaved. He's not talking about being slandered. He's not talking about being thrown into prison. He's talking about being brought out of prison. قَدْ أَحْسَنَ بِي إِذْ أَخْرَجَنِي مِنَ السِّجْنِ وَجَاءَ بِكُمْ مِنَ الْبَدْوِي And Allah Ta'ala brought you also away from that little village and farm that you were living in, that rural area, now into this inhabited place. And what about all these culprits in front of us here now? مِنْ بَعْدِ أَنْ نَزَغَ الشَّيْطَانُ بَيْنِي وَبَيْنَ إِخْوَتِي Yes, there was some problem. There was some problem. Who created the problem? مِنْ بَعْدِ أَنْ نَزَغَ الشَّيْطَانُ After shaitan created this fitna between me and my brothers, forget about that, that was shaitan. مِنْ بَعْدِ أَنْ نَزَغَ الشَّيْطَانُ He threw it on to a third party. Made shaitan responsible. The shaitan is the one that created all this problem. Don't blame anybody else. Unfortunately now when there's a problem, no matter how small the problem will be, the husband will be calling the wife shaitan and the wife will be calling the husband shaitan. Both will make each other shaitan. Rather than put it on shaitan himself. But this will become the situation. And Yusuf after seeing all these difficulties, all these hardships, his karguzari and report back starts off on the point of shukr. On the point of shukr, first was qadmanallahu alayna. And come here, وَقَدْ أَحْسَنَ بِي Subhanallah. How Allah Ta'ala has been kind to me. Allah Ta'ala brought me out of prison. Allah Ta'ala brought you as well. Yes, shaitan created this little bit of mischief in between. Forget shaitan now. That's all over. That's done. إِنَّ رَبِّي لَطِيفٌ لِمَا يَشَاءُ How kind my Rabbi is. So in any case, this is the lesson that we have been given. The shukr is something that has to be a part and parcel of a mu'min's life. Everything in him must be filled with shukr. 
And when he will be making shukar, there are always some tests, there are always some trials. Dunya is dunya. Dunya is not a place that's jannat. The place where there is no name of any difficulty, no name of any hardship, no name of any pain, that is jannat. Dunya is neither jannat nor is it jahannam. Dunya is a mixture of some pain and some pleasure, some happiness and some sadness, some health and some uh, sickness also. Dunya is a mixture of everything. So this is the test. And in this test, while sabr will be made also, sabr is also part of a mu'min's life, but he will bring shukr to overwhelm everything. And when shukr will be overwhelming in his life, then he will feel the pain less also of what is there. He cannot wish things away. There's a pain, it's a pain. There's some difficulty, it's a difficulty. There's some hardship, it's a hardship. But when there'll still be shukr for the positives, then this will be something that he will feel lesser. This is something which is part of the fitrat and the nature of insan. Person is very sick. He is so sick that he can't even sit up. And there's somebody that he's pining for. Some son who's far away, years he hasn't seen him, or some friend or whoever, and had no hope of ever seeing this person in his life again. And now in this sick condition, he can't even sit up. Suddenly this friend or whoever he was pining for, he's right there in front. For that, even if it is for that brief moment, it might be for a minute or two, but he will be totally oblivious of all his sickness. He will forget about all the pain. Yes, after two minutes he starts feeding it. As soon as this person asks him, how are you feeling? He'll start feeling everything. But for that interim period, he would have become totally oblivious of everything. Why? Because his heart became so overwhelmingly positive on seeing somebody he was waiting for. That happiness. And this is something recorded. In medical cases, where a person was healing, so many incidents that have been mentioned, but time is very limited. Somebody was in hospital, an old lady had broken her leg, and now she was healing, and everything was going well. And then suddenly out of the blue, the next day the doctor came and had to just now examine her, she was ready to be discharged in a day's time. And suddenly she, she sees that the whole condition has taken a turn for the worse. All this, everything has gone haywire. Her pressure is out of order and her, everything. And what was healing well also, suddenly there's a problem. And this was totally, just baffling, couldn't make any head and tail of it. What's going on here? So it's test, doing this test and eventually he asked her, that, what happened between yesterday and today? Something has happened. You were well, you were progressing, you were recovering. And then overnight you took such a turn. So then with tears in her eyes she says to him that well yesterday my son came to visit me. My son came to visit me yesterday and in that visit he said to me that look unfortunately we won't be able to take you back home tonight, tomorrow when you discharge it. We have already made the arrangements in the old age home because my wife doesn't want you at home anymore. So I will tomorrow when you discharge I will take you straight there. So now this happiness that was coming, that I'm going home, that happiness was helping the recovery, that positivity. And here this negativity turned the whole physical health upside down also. These are realities. And these are very tragic realities. So in any case, we have been taught to be positive, to keep others positive also. To make others happy. One person comes, says, Amr ibn Ambasa radiallahu ta'ala he just comes till first time to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and he asks him that who is following you? Man tabi'aka ala hadha al-amr. Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says, "Hurrun wa abdun." They are those who are free. They are those who are slaves also. Islam got no distinction between who's who. Islam is for everyone. It is for the rich, for the poor, for the black, for the white. There's no distinction on color, on social standing, on wealth. None of none of these things count in the court of Allah Taala. So it's for everybody. Then he asked Mal Islam. Okay, this Islam you are inviting towards, what is Islam all about? Now can we imagine he's asking a question, what is Islam all about? And on certain occasions, Nabi Islam himself gave the details of Islam. What is Islam? Antu'mina billah wa malaikati, etc. Iman, and then Islam, that you perform your five times salah, and you fast, etc., etc. The details of Islam Nabi Islam himself gave. But on this occasion, what is Islam? Now can we imagine, the person is asking, what is Islam? Nabi Islam says to him, Tibul Kalam 
وَإِتْعَامُ الطَّعَامُ You want to know what Islam is all about? Then these are the two very distinguished characteristics of Islam. Tibul kalam, speaking good words, pleasant words, speaking things that will bring happiness to the heart. On this occasion, Nabi Islam is teaching him what is Islam all about? Speaking words which are pleasant, which are good. Such a great ibadat like Hajj, that a person who performs Hajj correctly, then there is no other reward but Jannah for him. And the Sahabi asked Nabi Islam, this Hajj filled with virtue, you are saying this Hajj which is filled with virtue. What is this bir? What is this virtue? Now, hajj and virtue of Hajj, subhanallah, what word can come to mind? Nabi Islam says, اِتْعَامُ الطَّعَامُ وَإِفْشَاءُ السَّلَامُ وَطِيبُ الْكَلَامُ Feeding, making salam, again all the positivity. <coughs> making everything positive around, meeting people from the whole world and being positive with them. Making salam to all, feeding them. And tibul kalam, talking in a pleasant way, talking pleasant words, good words, kind words. Subhanallah, this is the virtue of hajj. Can we imagine what it is? And this virtue is available to us all the time. In our homes, in our own, within our own four walls. How much of tibul kalam is there? How much of ifshaw salam is in our own homes? How much of it'amut ta'am is sometimes in our own homes? There's just a duty. There's just some fulfilling of responsibility and done. But that it'am, that feeding with love. Nabi Islam says that luqma that you put in the mouth of your wife with muhabbat, that too is sadaqah. In another hadith, Nabi Islam says, kalimatu tayyibatu sadaqatun. A good word. That too is sadaqah. Person doesn't have money, a person said, if I don't have anything to spend, it's a good word, say something good, that too is sadaqah, you'll get the reward of sadaqah. It'll be such a positive thing, it'll bring about positivity. And when this positivity is there, it will unite hearts, it will bond hearts, it will bring that good feeling, it will bring that happiness, and it will then bring the shukr from the depth of the heart. Which is such a great ibadat. Nabi Islam is teaching Hazrat Mu'az Make dua to Allah to help you to make shukr. Allahumma inni ala dhikrik wa shukrik wa husni ibadatik. So this is a great ibadat. This is an ibadat that sometimes can even supersede other ibadats. A person is making shukr from the depth of his heart. Who can know that? It's a riyah-free ibadat. Nobody can even know that he's making shukr. So there can be no question of riyah in it. Complete ikhlas. But for this again, that aspect of positivity. To be positive ourselves. Make others positive. There are challenges all the time. There are difficulties everywhere. But to adopt this positive approach within ourselves, with those in our own household, with our families, with our children. And obviously we have to keep everybody going on the right track. So we will advise, we will sometimes reprimand, but keep the positivity. Together with the reprimand, there will be tarheeb, there will be tarheeb also. And in this way, we need to move forward and keep others moving forward also. And this is what Allah Ta'ala wants from us, that together with fulfilling all the commands of deen, we fulfill all these aspects. And these are generally all applicable in the aspects of mu'amalat, mu'asharat and akhlaq. This is where you'll find mainly these things are applicable. May Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfiq, that we bring the shukr in our lives, and bring this positivity in our lives, we become the true servants of Allah Ta'ala in every sense of the word, and as we mentioned, we be happy and keep others happy as well. Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Inshallah, we'll make zikr for a short while and we'll make dua. It's reported in the Hadith Sharif, the person recites La ilaha illallah a hundred times daily. Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine at the 14th moon on the day of Qiyamah. What this means is, inshallah, with the barakat of the daily recitation, Allah Ta'ala will give him the tawfiq of righteous deeds and save him from sin. And this will become the means of this great honor on the day of Qiyamah. Inshallah, we should try to make this a part of our daily ma'amul and daily practice. This is done in this manner to encourage us and give us the start of to make this zikr daily, inshallah. La ilaha 
O most merciful Allah, grant us the muhabbat and the lazzat, ya Allah, of taking a name, ya Allah, of sending durood and salawat upon our Nabi Abad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, grant us the muhabbat and the lazzat of making tilawat of the Quran. Ya Allah, grant us namaz, ya Allah, with kushu and kudur. Ya Allah, grant us tilawat, ya Allah, with tadabur, ya Allah, with pondering and understanding, ya Allah. O most merciful Allah, forgive us. Allah, forgive our parents. Ya Allah, if they're living, Ya Allah, grant them long life, grant them a life of afiyat, Ya Allah, life of good health, Ya Allah. Do not make them muqtaad of anyone or anything, Ya Allah. O most merciful Allah, make us obedient children to our parents, Ya Allah. Make us the fullness of their eyes, Ya Allah. Allah, if they have left this world, Ya Allah, Rabbi Kareem Allah, you have rahmah from them. Ya Allah, grant them the highest darajah of Jannah. Ya Allah, grant them the highest darajah of Jannah to fill those. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Mawla, free them from the fire of Jannah. Ya Allah, free them from the fire of Jannah. Ya Allah, forgive our spouses. Ya Allah, forgive our brothers and sisters. Ya Allah, forgive our children. Ya Allah, forgive our family members. Ya Allah, forgive the whole ummah of our Nabi Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah, bring muhabbat in our homes, muhabbat amongst our families, Ya Allah, muhabbat in the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, your servants have gathered here in your house, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, they have come, Ya Allah, with need and hope, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whatever they need, whatever their hopes are, Ya Allah, Allah, you fulfill it, Ya Allah. Whatever their needs be, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, you fulfill it, Ya Allah. Whatever the difficulties be, Ya Allah, you remove it, Ya Allah. Those amongst us and in the Ummah, Ya Allah, those who are ill and sick, run them shifa, kamilam, Ya Allah, those of us who are in the Ummah, Ya Allah, who have difficulties, Ya Allah, remove the difficulties. Ya Allah, wherever the Ummah is suffering, Ya Allah, remove the suffering from the Ummah of our Nabi Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi most merciful Allah, forgive our past, Ya Allah, and O Allah, make Islam and reform our future, Ya Allah. Rabbi Karim Mula, when the time of Mool comes to us, Ya Allah. Before that, Ya Allah, give us a tawfiq of making tawbah to us, Ya Allah, at the time of Mool, Ya Allah, let us be, Ya Allah, fulfilling your ahkam, acting according to your pleasures, Ya Allah, that you are absolutely pleased with us, Ya Allah, at the time, Ya Allah. O most merciful Allah, take us, Ya Allah, in the most Mubarak of times, yeah. in the most Mubarak of places, Ya Allah. At the time of our mouth, Ya Allah, the demand be, Ya Allah, grooming in our hearts, Ya Allah. To such an extent, Ya Allah, that the kalima tayyiba la ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam comes on our lips at the time of mouth, Ya Allah. Save us from the adab of the qadr. Ya Allah, save us, Ya Allah, on the day of qiyamah. Ya Allah, do not disgrace us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, without any hisab and kitab, Ya Allah, grant us, our parents, our families, Ya Allah, Jannatul Fitrus. Ya Allah, save us from Jahannam. Ya Allah, save us from Jahannam. Ya Allah, save us from Jahannam. O most merciful and kind Allah. Above all, Ya Allah, you become ours, make us yours, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you become ours, Ya Allah, make us yours, Ya Allah. Rabbana, taqabbal minna, inna ka'anta s-sami'u al-alim. فتوب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم اللهم هذا الدعاء وإليك الإجابة وهذا الجبد عليك التكلان ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله على النبي الكريم وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المسلمين الحمد لله